This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.39 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And it's time for Today on Twitter where we are discussing Inspector Sheila, whom we can tell you more about very shortly, but I think it might be best if your introduction to her is via a clip. Here we go. Parking besar-besar macam ni, dia buka kereta. Dia buka kereta, nampak ini perempuan dia. Dia menjerit, katanya, hoi. Padahal saya nak parking kereta, dia boleh menjerit, hoi. Dia kata saya gila. Ini orangnya. Ha, cantik tak pakaian dia tu. Dengan pants putih, baju putih, seksi kan? Ha, inilah orangnya. Cantik you punya Q-Tex. Saya suka you punya Q-Tex. Dengan you punya cermin mata. Ada baby katanya. Oh. Oh, wow. Apa lagi nak cakap? Nak cakap apa lagi tu? Cakaplah. Apa ni? Apa saya kau eh? Okay, so um, that was mostly Inspector Sheila Sharon Stephen Kumar, uh, who has been trending all over the place lately after a video, that video, uh, of her arguing with a woman in a parking lot went viral. Uh, what you might, what you hear... I'm trying to explain what happened. So um, she's filming the woman on her phone. She, as you can hear, is making inappropriate remarks about her appearance. She's commenting on everything. And uh, subsequently, more videos of her surfaced on the internet, one of which was her belittling a colleague using her rank to intimidate him. Um, She was also accused of making criminal threats to a 69-year-old woman at a shop lot. Um, There's just been a number of incidents involving... Inspector Sheila. So, okay, so Sheila is very interesting in this regard. I mean, first of all, as an image of the Malaysian police, she's a bit of an outlier. She's a woman, um, and and she's an Indian woman on top of that. So she comes from a minority community. Uh, She seems uh, very self-possessed, somebody who's empowered and, you know, sure of herself, I think is what I meant by self-possessed, not in the (laughs) the Carrie or Linda Blair sense of the word. So... uh, um, so that I think is an extraordinary image for uh, for a police officer, and it's divided, I think, opinion. So there are people who don't like her because they associate that kind of bravado with uh, an, you know, abuse of power that we see generally happening with people in authority. The others kind of find that attractive. They they see something in that, and you know, she's there's another video that's come out uh, after the her appearance at court today, and she talks about herself in the third person. I'm very excited uh, mode, uh, you know, usually associated with, I think, Indonesian pop stars and uh, such, you know, where they, they refer to themselves in the third person. I, I, you know, for me, that makes Sheila an interesting study. Okay. I mean... But don't you excited? Or a, a strong woman in the public realm? Don't you think that's exciting, Lynn? Something vaguely sexist about how you're asking me this question. I want I can't you to put I a want finger see on solidarity it. coming from you. Okay. Okay. I Look... This is what I, uh, this is what I felt um, in listening to that clip, um, in watching the video. I felt a general sense of discomfort, uh, which I typically feel around 
around, frankly, uh, figures of authority around police. Um, I, I, this is something I've spoken about on air before. I have never, to my knowledge, committed a crime. Um, and yet every time I am stopped by a police officer or I, you know, kind of encounter one, if I'm making a report or whatever, there is that sense of of discomfort, of feeling intimidated, even if um, you know, I, I think that there's a lot that goes into that, right? It's the uniform, it's the demeanour, it's all sorts of things that go into imbuing figures of authority with the sense of fear. So I will say, yes, of course, um, I mean, you're very excited. <laughs> um, I, I think that she is an interesting figure. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think that if I were watching these videos separately as like a sketch comedy, you know, it's incredibly effective. But that in a broader sense, in thinking about the police and thinking about officers, yeah, that's where I land. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, the question is, a lot of us have exactly your attitude towards the men in blue, men and women in blue in this country, and something that they have cultivated, and they do it in many different ways, including the fact that I think Malaysian films are never allowed to show police in the bad light. Mm. So they not only are they uh, do they carry state power, but they're also apparently all good. But because we know from news reports that the reality is somewhat mixed. Or personal and personal interactions people have. Yeah, yeah. and I, I wonder about that, right? So often, and I think over the last 20 years with you know the rise of public demonstrations and a more kind of like conflict involving ordering people, uh, expressing their democratic rights, uh, encountering people on authority. There's a you know there's been a concerted effort by lawyers and and civil act uh, rights activists to say you have rights, know your rights when you are with a police officer. Police officer must identify themselves. A police officer cannot do X, Y, and Z. And I think that has been an interesting trajectory for this particularly complicated relationship. So that's, um, I'm glad you brought that up because we've done lots of shows before about uh, when it is that you hand over your IC, for example, to a police officer, uh, when you are or are not allowed to record them on the job, because of course that, that's a whole other kettle of fish. Um, but I think sometimes there is a distinction to be made between knowing your rights um, and being confronted by, I would ask our producer to play the clip again, but I think speakers would explode. So, um, <laughs> you know, there's a difference between knowing your rights and, and saying, I'm sorry, no, I, I, you know, I don't have to do that. Um, and being confronted by somebody repeatedly saying, ooh, nice pants, ooh, you know, look at you. And, and that kind of demeanor, I think, can still be overwhelming, even if you know you don't have to take it. And that comes from that kind of power dynamic that we are discussing. Yeah, so the Inspector Sheila moment with this uh, woman who's obviously, I, I don't know, she's parked in, illegally or something. Whatever it is, that, that, you're absolutely right. I mean, not to prejudge her, or, you know, do the work of the courts, but uh, clearly that was inappropriate and unnecessary. But sometimes we get intimidated by police, even when they ask the simplest questions. Like, uh, you know, I was recently asked by somebody claiming to be a police officer saying, you know, uh, Alpads or something, these cars, I, I don't know, they look like minibuses, uh, were they parked in a particular area? And I said, so, and I said, well, show me your card. I, I don't believe you're necessarily, a, I don't necessarily believe you're a police officer. And then they showed it to me and they said, no, it's, you're absolutely you're absolutely right to ask me for my identity right and they gave it willingly but i know a lot of people who would not make that step they wouldn't ask and i know it because i used to be a human rights activist i kind of like learned to get over my psychological barrier and mm. i wonder how many of us still 
you know, are still afraid of the cops, basically. Yes. Um, And how many people in that moment, if the officer in question had pushed back, would still insist? You know, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there are a few layers here. Anyways, let us know. Um, we are talking about Inspector Sheila, uh, who has just gone viral, and as Sharat rightly points out, refers to herself as Inspector Sheila. Um, but more broadly, we're asking you. You know, do you get intimidated by the presence of the police, or not so much? Um, I guess you know. How do you engage with them when you do encounter that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine and tweet us at BFM Radio. Bloggers for Malaysia, BFM. 89.9. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sherrod. And we're talking today about the police and how we engage with them as authority figures. Uh, this is coming about because of the... What is the right word? Is antics the right word? The... Um, the the yeah, the verbal antics. I mean, because she's so verbose. Okay. So she, and that's why I think her videos travel because she's she's almost larger than life. It's almost theatrical. It's like somebody scripted this for so, her. So the verbal antics of Inspector Sheila, um, whom Sharad is describing in breathless terms. <laughs> Let us know. What do you think? Um, and also, are you intimidated by the presence of the police? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. So, um, I am just going to say that we've gotten a lot of messages, but some of them I am just not going to read because I am not comfortable making assumptions on radio about people's mental state and. Um, People have weighed in on that. Well, Mean- that's it. Because of the theatricality, people, and, uh, you know, she's a lightning rod for people who are doing kind of garden varieties, a psychoanalysis, right? Yes. So there's a lot of, <laughs> so, and we love it, right? So she's she captured the imagination. How many police officers can you think in recent times who've captured the public imagination? Lynn. Inspector Gadget, uh, because Noisy says, very unbecoming of police personnel, let alone an officer. I would choose Inspector Gadget over Inspector Sheila anytime. So admittedly a fictional character, but you know, nonetheless. Yeah, the nice cops in fiction and then the bad cops. But uh, yes, I think there's a whole there's a whole order of questions that come around proper demeanor of police officers when speaking, not just to the public, but also their subordinates. Right. So uh, but nevertheless, she presents a, uh, an image of the police that I think is quite um, uh, it's quite rare uh, in the sense of uh, as an individual um, and a woman. And I think that's very interesting. So. Arvind says, I've treated so many police personnel to know they're actually very nice people. This Inspector Sheila is not your norm. She definitely has a, ah, here's that, here's the the armchair psychology. Uh, She has a grandiosity issue that she thinks it's okay to belittle those lower ranked than her or anyone for that matter. How you treat others says more about you than them, even if they are of a lower rank. Yeah, that's not a pretty uh, side to her, I must admit. And maybe that's the only side we've seen of her, admittedly. But, uh, you know, there's this kind of that perverse interest in people who are odd. And even though you might not like them at one level because of they do these things, they still nevertheless, because of the way they express themselves, uh, are a subject for some sort of fascination. Uh- 
Belinda says, uh, and so Belinda is talking more about the notion of intimidation or feeling intimidated, saying, why should one be imitated by a man or woman in blue? They're just as human as I am. Just speak to them normally and politely. I was given a summons when I parked haphazardly, but there were other cars which did the same and they weren't issued tickets. So I asked the officer, why just my car, not the others? They couldn't give me an answer and eventually cancelled the summons. I apologised to them and promised I would not do it again. Yeah, the, Belinda, I think that's a completely rational and you know civil approach to uh, matters like this. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, it, I think it's true to say that police have become, in the minds of some people or some segments of society, um, uh, you know, figures of uh, that are intimidating. I mean, just by their sheer presence, even they personally act in ways that you know dial down on that. They still nevertheless come across that just because of the baggage we have. So I have a theory about this, um, and that has to do with because Arvin said earlier. You know, I've treated enough people uh, who work in the force to know that they're nice. Belinda had a good interaction with with p- the police officers that she's encountered. Um, I said earlier that I have felt intimidated. And I will just say it, it's because um, the interactions that I have had with front-facing officers, whether it is at traffic stops or whether it's when I've gone to make reports, have been less than ideal. Um, you know, there's been attempts at flirtation. There have been attempts at bribery. There have been attempts at just telling me to drop my report, even though it was a perfectly valid thing that had happened to me. All these things did happen. And so because of that, it's coloured my future interactions and even my watching of viral videos, apparently. Um, So I I think it does come down to often who you speak to. And maybe that also speaks to why it's important to have the right people on the front lines. Absolutely. I I personally have been, um, you know, the receiving end of generosity from police officers who in a a kind of case where I was mugged, you know, took me to hospital and, Mm. you know, and uh, they showed me a lot of kindness. And so uh, I had good experiences to fall back on. A lot of people start off with a bad experience. And I think that's why the cops sometimes go to schools and they try to do these outreach uh, with younger people to establish a first good impression of police, uh, you know, with the public. And so that might be the template for future interactions, even if you might have the odd bad experience. So Willa says, I wonder if Inspector Sheila gets more flack because of her gender. Do you think that's true? I mean, uh, I, I don't necessarily think that is true, but it, but it's very hard to tell, right, when something uh, like this happens, because she clearly was um, brusque and and assertive and overbearing. Does gender then make it a doubly problematic thing? I don't quite know. Uh, I think it's difficult because I will say that the comments online have not explicitly said anything about her gender, um, but that when people are reacting to something as strongly as they are in this case, it's hard to know where gender does or doesn't enter the picture. Uh, for what it's worth, Boyi is uh, pointing that out a little bit, saying, Malaysians should not get involved in fights between two women, both of them obviously betul. The male engineer, yang tak buat extra parking tu salah. But on bragging about her rank, it's ethically right but morally wrong, I guess. Yeah, so she, I mean, she was right about her rank, but whether she's... <laughs> so there's a difference, right? To make a reference to your rank and pulling rank is a different thing, right? There's an English expression that suggests that you are using or deploying your rank in a way that is abusive or unnecessary. Keep those thoughts coming. Uh, you can send us a WhatsApp at 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. BFM Radio. 
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.